Ron Hextall used, and presumably just to make sure it was understood the first time, he used it again. Weeks. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates as well. Hextall spoke with Dave Molinari, Hall of Fame hockey writer here at DK Pittsburgh Sports yesterday. And while he wasn't about to hand Dave his protected list for the expansion draft this weekend. That'll actually be released by all teams on Saturday. He did shed some light on his belief that the roster he's got is still a really good one, and he doesn't plan to do a whole lot to adjust it. This was the quote I was referencing, tweaks weeks a major overhaul with where we are cap wise that would be tough to do even if we wanted but we like our team we won the division last year and we feel like we can be very competitive again that was again Hextall I have a hard time arguing with that I don't look at what the Penguins did in this past playoff against the Islanders and bundle it with previous playoff issues. To me, that's always a strange thing to do. Unless there's a specific constant in those eliminations. But here, there, there, just, there just wasn't and isn't. The goaltending let them down. They wouldn't have just beaten the Islanders with ordinary goaltending. They would have smoked them. They didn't get it. There's no reason to take what happened against New York just now and attach it to, well, then this happened in Montreal. Yeah, it was the middle of a pandemic. Jim Rutherford himself hinted at the time that a lot of these guys were all messed up. Different set of circumstances. The year before that, yes, it was the Islanders, but very, very, very different setting. Those Islanders were insanely aggressive and basically checked the Penguins out of the building. Yeah, they had adjustments to make to that roster, and they did. So what happened just now in these playoffs isn't something where you need to overreact and say, let's blow all this up, when again, you know, you have every bit of information in front of you to powerfully support the stance that this team was plenty good enough to get past a team that eventually reached the NHL semifinal round and lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champion if only Tristan Jari hadn't been an unmitigated disaster. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels. No catch, no contracts, cancel anytime. And right now, right now, the listeners of this podcast get a seven-day free trial and 15% off their first month by going to the web and visiting FuboTV.com dot com slash dk 
can give you the address again, fubotv.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. Tristan Jari, the goaltending, was the problem. Stop me if you've heard that before. Feels like it needs to be reinforced. It was that bad. And it's that concerning going into next season. Now, Hextall also talked about Jari. And while Hextall expressed being open to upgrading at any position, which is what all smart GMs say, to make sure that they've got context to protect themselves for when they eventually do make some kind of move, and they always do, Hextall also reiterated his very strong support for Jari. I'm going to read you this quote as well. Jars had a really good year. Jars is still a young player who's learning first time through, certainly as a go-to guy in the playoffs, and it is different than the regular season. We expect Jars to learn from last year and be better moving forward. We're comfortable with Tristan Jari. Now, you can dissect that however you want as far as, you know, oh, I heard him say comfortable. Comfortable is not a very strong term. Actually, that was the first thing I thought when I heard it. Or you could say, oh, really? You're not going to get another goalie? You're just going to stick with Jari and DeSmith, who's not really a threat to be a number one? And what are you going to do when things go bad next year in game one of the playoffs? I'm there. That That's where I am. I just can't bring myself to imagine the Pittsburgh Penguins entering the coming training camp with the same two goaltenders. And that's not, believe it or not, some kind of a, attempt to paint either Jari or DeSmith as hopeless or whatever else here. There was a full two-month period in this past regular season where they combined for the best save percentage in the league. They were both really, really good. But the objective is to win playoffs. And in this quote from Hextall, you heard the GM himself acknowledge his own belief that the playoffs were what affected Jari. That it's not the same as the regular season, as Hextall said. Nobody was saying this in the immediate aftermath of Game 6, trust me. But over time, these things become, you know, kind of okay to say publicly because, because they're so obvious. The GM himself acknowledges the GM is going to put his team, if he doesn't make any goaltending moves, in a position where even if Jari does well, extremely well, in the regular season, there are going to be grave concerns about Jari, like, from the national anthem onward of Game 1. And that's just a difficult thing to be carrying through an entire regular season. Go get a goaltender. I know it's not easy. I know there's only a million in cap space. But there are goaltenders out there, and there are goaltenders who can make a difference. In this scenario, you cannot afford to go into the coming season and risk a sequel of what we just saw. When we come back, just one question.
back. It's time for Just One Question. That's always brought to you on this program by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're recommitted to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And the reason I emphasize re is that they have recently rebranded and realigned a lot of their model to try to become even more efficient than an operation that already was producing five full meals for every dollar that was contributed. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out more about that or, you know, to get them that dollar. pittsburghfoodbank.org. Question comes from Nathan Fergus who says, Look at the expansion draft from my perspective as a longtime Penguins fan who moved to Seattle 20 years ago. What Penguin can I get my hopes up to cheer on in the crack house this season. Oh, that's not what they're going to nickname the Kraken's building, are they? I know it's got some unusual name. Can't think of it off the top of my head. Like Climate Change, something like it? Or Climate Pledge, I think is what it is. Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, oh, boy, if they go from Climate Pledge, some wholesome thing like that, to crack house, <laughs> I'll be kind of surprised. Uh, I think, Nathan, I believe that the player that you're going to see in a Seattle sweater this fall who was with the Penguins this past fall was the same guy I bumped into on the street yesterday, and that's Teddy Bluger. I look at the Penguins' list, and it, it's, it's not easy to come up with seven forwards, and when you're looking at a perimeter where you... You're leaving off uh, either a Jared McCann or a Brandon Tanev or Bluger. Yes, Teddy just signed the contract for two years and a $2.2 million average value. Good for Teddy. I actually congratulated him uh, on that, acknowledging the remarkable, remarkable work ethic this young man has. Uh, it's very, very much deserved. As I shared with you on yesterday's program in the morning and then shared with him face-to-face, -face. Teddy doesn't know if he's staying in Pittsburgh. Uh, he hasn't been told anything. That's not surprising. Players never are. He hopes to stay. That's also not surprising. He's, he's a penguin. But what's going to come out of this is just so hard to tell. Look, even if the Penguins end up structuring this in a way that uh, they leave Teddy exposed, there's nothing to stop Ron Francis in Seattle from saying, well, look, I could take Marcus Pedersen here because I really need to add some defensemen. You don't know what the positional alignment will be. You don't know how every other team's exposed list sets up. For Ronnie out there, and and that's that's where this becomes really hard because it's not about one team, and it's not about just picking off the very best player from every roster. You're not putting together a, a, a scouting list. You're putting together a hockey team, and you have to have a lot of different components. I will reiterate again with great respect to Bluger, who's a self-made player, and valuable on many fronts that I think 
the Penguins would be best suited if he was among the unprotected because the forwards that I'm protecting on my list, which of course doesn't count, are Sid, Gino, Jake, Rust, Can, Kapanen, and Tanev. It feels to me like your final decision would come down to Tanev versus Bluger. And Tanev, he's different, man. You know, he does things that not many in the league can do. He's got an engine that very, very, very few people on the planet have. Like, I mean, in any walk of life, he's a freak. He's also very fast. He adds to the team speed. Good penalty killer. Uh, better than expected, I think is a good way to say it. Uh, offensive skill set. Teddy's terrific. I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying anything remotely negative here. It's a really difficult choice. It's just that Tanev offers the Penguins something that they actually need more of. They need more in-your-face guys who also are fast and skilled and everything else that Tanev is. That's the way I'd look at it. But again, whew, I'm glad I'm not Hextall having to do this. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the one that has to make this decision. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And my goodness, will the next one be a fun affair because that'll be on the day of the expansion draft. Thanks again.